Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today, we have another episode of our WTF feature with my friend, London Curtis. These are always my favorite episodes where we kind of chat about things that make us say, hmm, and scratch our head that we see on Facebook forums. Hey, London, how are you? Good, Elaine. This is, this is also one of my favorite segments. Yes, so I've I'm missed ha- us. Happy we haven't be- done this. I know. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. This is fun. So our last WTF is still the reigning most listened to podcast episode of all my episodes. And I've had Naha winners and famous hairstylists and many interesting topics, but people, I think, get a kick out of these as much as we do. So do you want to go first today? What you got for me? Oh, I have a really good one. You want me to go first? Sure. Okay, so I saw this on the forum. I captured it a while ago and I was like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait till we do another WTF because this one's gold. Okay, so she says, and it's a little bit long, but I'll try to read fast. Okay, so my boss ordered disposable capes. I guess they're on back order. She went out and bought boxes of black garbage bags and wants us to cut holes in them and use them on our clients. We have plenty of washable capes, and it's a pain to have to wash them every few customers, but it's worked so far. I am thinking about refusing to use them. Who wants to put a garbage bag on? Am I wrong for thinking this is a cheap, terrible idea? (laughs) (laughs) I just have such a visual of like people with their arms poking through just a commercial contractor trash bag. So yes. for me as a client, A, I am perimenopausal and I would be roasting in that yes. thing and would never put that on my body. I would risk risk the COVID and the the possible side effects of not wearing it. So that would be a hard no for mm-hmm. me as a client and as a stylist because you want to protect a certain level of professionalism and that definitely does not fit under that. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Guideline of professional. Under that category. <laughs> Under that category. <laughs> um, Definitely I, not. I agree with you 100%. And I love that she's almost contemplating it. Like, she's like, am I wrong for this? You know, I'm like, what, girl, come on. Yes. You cannot put trash bags on your client, okay? You cannot. Okay, if I was a client, this is, I tried to put myself in the client's shoes. So I'm sitting down, hi. Um, Jessica, whatever. And I'm sitting down and all of a sudden she's got this pre cut hole in a trash bag that she's getting ready to place over my head. And like you said, (laughs) I get hot and it's going to stick to my body. And I feel like I'm going to suffocate in that thing. Absolutely not. 100%. I would not put that. I would just say, look, you know, when you guys figure out something else or the capes come in, like, go ahead and give me a call back. Guess what? I'd never come back. First of all. Um, but (laughs) the comments, okay. So she got 300 comments. She got 300 comments once I, once I captured this post. So I'm sure that there's way more now. 
Um, but everybody like sweeping down the road was no. Hard no, yeah. Well, for us, Hard like no. in the salon, we don't really go through that many capes because for chemical services, the clients wear a robe and it's their robe. Each person has a robe on. They go right into the laundry pre-COVID, like even before all of this, it's one person, one wear, wash. Right. So that protects us for all the hair color services. We put a towel around their neck and over top of a smock. We usually insist that they take their shirt off so that we don't have to worry about cutting stains on their clothing. So just a robe. And then as far as the haircut, you would just buy extra cutting. Like if you can't get extra plastic capes, just buy extra regular cloth cutting capes because it's only the hair that's going to get on them. So I don't see that being a big... There's other alternatives than the contractor trash bag. For sure. I agree 100%. And I, I would say if, if she did order disposable capes and they're on back order, then, then maybe just wash the capes you have, like you're saying, exactly like what you're saying. So wash the capes you have and then just wait until the other ones come in. Um, but so I'm with this girl. I do not, I do not believe um, that you should be doing that. And yes, I think it is a cheap, terrible idea <laughs> <laughs> bad 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 idea yeah um so my first one is is two things that bothered me with this the first thing she says i moved i have an in-home salon so that fires me up right away because i feel like covid has put our industry into that underground thought process that we fought in the 80s where everybody was putting a chair in their garage, slapping a mirror up and calling it a salon. And, you know, as a salon owner of 30 years, I don't think it's fair for me to pay legitimate taxes and workman's compensation and insurance and do everything legitimate. And then somebody's in their basement, you know, luring clients away and not paying any of those things. Now there are legitimate in-home salons. And this one sounds like she's trying to be. Mm -hmm. So she applied for a license weeks back. State board just did a random FaceTime call for the inspection. So I was wait, like, wait, say that again. State board is inspecting her home salon virtually. Wow. So number one, state board is so antiquated and so behind that I am shocked and actually a little impressed that they even offer to do a virtual anything. Sure. They usually just say, we're one office. We have one person in here for the entire state. Be patient. We'll get to you. And they make you right. wait like six months to open until the guy comes with the porn star mustache and the <laughs> pants up too high and the bad shirt and the polyester right. thing and comes walking in and kind of looks around I, like this. I feel like I've met that guy multiple met times. Him. I've, I've had it multiple times. So, and you're always shitting your pants when they come. It's like, you right. think you're going to prison. Like you're not doing anything wrong, <laughs> but you're just waiting for them to find something wrong. So right. my first thought was, wow, state board really getting modern. My second thought was, I mean, are they going to say, show me your first aid kit and you have to show them your first aid kit. Show me your closed towel cabinet. Like they have to do all the little checks right. things, which makes sense. But with licensing, you know, they could have people working in their salon that aren't licensed and just show them a picture of a stack of licenses that aren't even the person that works there. Like there's just so many, so many what ifs to that. I was surprised yeah. by that even being a thing. 
No, that's a really good point. I didn't think about, um, yeah, the license, but also think about people's, um, connections, like their camera connections, you know, I mean, some of the connections are so bad. They would never be able to see that there's 47 hairs in that brush that I just, right. Right. I open, I open my drawer or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, they would never be able to see, I guess what they're trying to do is, is, is do the best they can with what's going on. I guess that's the thought process behind that. Um, but there are definitely challenges with that. And I didn't even think about the license, but, um, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, here they are. Here's a whole stack or here they are. Here's, the here's my one Sanic strip. <laughs> you could have one and just show here. I have Sanic strips, which no one ever uses. There's so many things that, you know, you had to do to pass your test. Oh, you had yeah. to open the salon that you're like, I want to do a, you know what? We're going to do that. I have to put a, we have to put a poll in the um, hairstylist inner circle. How many of you use a Sanic strip on every client? And we'll see oh, yeah, right. if anybody does that, you know? Well, and another, another thing too, you're right. There's so many things at state board. Um, I had to retake my test from Kentucky to Ohio, which is funny because I was about 10 miles away, but yeah. I had to retake my test um, when I wanted to be licensed in Ohio and I had already been licensed for almost a decade at that point. And so I had to retake the test and, and mind you, I taught the state board class specifically at our hair school. Okay. So if anybody should have passed with flying colors, it, sh it should have been me. All right. But here's the thing. I, I never taught nails ever. I passed nails by like 100%. But when it came to the hair, so specifically when I was doing my foil, I didn't have gloves on. All right. I did not have gloves on when I was doing my foil and the lady comes around and she goes, are you ready for me to check your foil? And I'm like, yeah, it looks great. What are you talking about? Like, this is the best foil in here. Right. Come on. And she was like, okay, well she docked me for not having gloves. I, I look around, everybody has gloves on cause they're brand new. It's an, yeah, right? it's so an they, even... yeah. So they remember, duh, put gloves on but nobody foils with gloves on. Okay. And so I'm just looking at her like, Oh my gosh, am I going to fail? <laughs> and did she, or she just took points off for that? No, she just took points off. I mean, I passed, but I was, I was sweating it. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to fail because I didn't have gloves on when I was highlighting. I've um, never I done a, a, a highlight with gloves on and we didn't even have to foil at our state board. We had to show where you put the bleach retouch and oh, all that, yes. the quadrants and all that. And we had to cut, but we never had to do a foil, I guess, because cap highlighting was all the rage that I'm showing my age, but we didn't have to demonstrate a foil. But I really thought I was going to fail for nails because at the time we never practiced nails in school because we knew we were not going down that road. It was like we did the very bare minimum that we had to do, sure. but we had to get um, the cuticle, we had to cut it into a C formation without it breaking. I still can't do that. I'm 34 years in and I can't do that. So I would get like almost there and then it would stop and break and I would go onto another finger and I ended up going onto a finger I wasn't supposed to be on to try oh, to get yeah. that one piece and I cut her. So I was like, oh my God. And you know, you're not allowed to talk. I said, right. oh my God, I'm like, did they fail me for this goddamn C cuticle that's never going to mean anything in my life? I'm going to be so mad. Thank God it didn't matter. But yeah, well, I, I wish. Part. Go ahead. Yeah. 
I wish the consistency was like across the board. Yeah, it's totally different. Because even now, I mean, the consistency is just all over the place. Taking my boards in Kentucky was night and day taking them in Ohio. And I'm not kidding. It was 10 miles apart from each other, you know? And so just the difference in the two and people would say, oh, you know, Kentucky is so much harder. Like, why? Why? You had to wear gloves. (laughs) Well, that was Ohio. Oh, that was Ohio. Yeah. PA, I mean, PA doesn't have practical anymore. All you have to do is pass the written test and you're a hairdresser now. Really? Okay. Yeah. See, I can't keep up. No. And this that's why I was, that's the point of this WTF is I was like, whoa, they go from willy nilly, everything all over the place. Like I got fined at one point for not having a licensed manager on duty when I was at a doctor's appointment. Like I was off premises hairstylists were working state board happened to come in and they right. said you're you're getting fined because you didn't have a dedicated license uh manager literally six months later they did away with the manager license i'm like do i get a refund on that fine like they they can't figure out who they want to be or what the rule is because they can't keep up right so, wow yeah, I, could, I could go on forever what else do you have for me what's your other wtf okay i have another one it's it's a it's a little bit longer um and she, there's a lot of there's a lot of errors in here, so I'm gonna read it. But if I kind of stumble, it's because <laughs> I, I really want. There's a lot of errors. Okay, okay, here we go. I had the strangest experience last week. I was invited to go get a pedicure with my new associates at a new place. Um, I just got the job. Okay, so she's going to get a pedicure with some girls that she works with. <clears throat> I went with them, and we went to a shop downtown, knowing my history as a hairdresser. I don't know what that means. In our, <laughs> in our conversation at the salon, I asked the lady that was going to do my pedicure where her license was because I didn't see her license anywhere. She went off on me, pulling another stylist in, in, into the conversation and telling him what I said. In Colorado, your license has to be posted so any client may see it. She's making up excuses, and the guy that came over tried to tell me that he didn't have to have a license as the salon they were in had one. Okay, so he's saying that the salon has one, so they don't have to um, display their stylist. I told him to read the laws. (laughs) That afternoon when I got back to work, I got an email telling me that I had embarrassed the other two ladies I was with and that I was way out of line because the, the stylist was their friend really in all caps question mark question mark question mark and so forth i told her i was sorry they felt that way and i tried to explain to them um that i do it at every salon i have gone to and it is the law she continued to tell me i degraded her friend and embarrassed her i told her i cannot apologize for protecting myself and i won't exclamation point I'm sure I'm going to get hell for this, but no way will I back down. Believe it or not, I have rights too. I educated myself, have worked hard and earned this, had earned this much. Really? Question mark, question mark, question mark. So was the email from her coworkers yes. that were embarrassed? Or was yes. it the owner of her salon that she's now working saying that no. the coworkers were embarrassed? No, her coworkers had emailed her later and said, hey, you know, that manicurist that we went to, she was my friend and you embarrassed her. Um, so my first thought was this. I mean, I, I'm licensed, you're licensed, you know, we all 
can feel the same way, I guess. And like you stated earlier, it does, it does really irritate you when people aren't licensed and do things that aren't licensed. However, I, I felt like she was kind of picking a fight a little bit, you know, I mean, you walk into every single salon and demand to see their license. I think that you're, you are, I think you are looking for a fight a little bit. I'm licensed and I don't want to show you my license at that point. If you're demanding it from me, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I, it, it is strange. I mean, um, the other, the flip side, totally kind of on topic is we have, um, my niece is getting married and her future uncle by marriage is fighting for his life from cutting his toenail too short. He went all the way down and did like, I guess where you get like an ingrown on the side and yes. got a staph infection, had to get his leg amputated, and now he's in the hospital and may die from a toenail. So that freaked me out because I love getting a pedicure and I don't ask for licenses or ask about those things. And I've heard different stories over the years with negative things with pedicures. And I'm like, with this COVID thing, I haven't gotten a professional pedicure since March. I think I might never get one again. Like after this yeah. guy ready to die over it, I'm right. like you know what, I'll bend over and paint my own damn toes. Nobody's really looking at them. I think if it's a really special occasion, if my daughter were getting married or I know there's going to be eyeballs on my feet and it matters, but for the most part, I think I might keep doing it myself because just with getting a fungus and getting all kinds of, when I see some of the gnarly toes next to me when I'm getting, not that my feet are, you, you know, feel fine. for any feet modeling competitions, but did you ever see some of those feet? Like the toes Absolutely. are all crossed and there's all crusty thin and the toenails are like six inches thick and green and yellow. And I'm like, and I'm dipping after that. Right. Like, no, so thank wait, was, you. Was this gentleman at a, at a nail? No, no. He just, I think he did it himself. But just the fact that cutting a toenail wrong. I mean, some of those girls get digging in there where I'm like, dear Lord, where are you going? They're like right. digging a tunnel into my nail yeah not necessary i'm like you're really getting a little too thorough like this hurts it should not hurt right um but yeah it's scary like especially because speaking of the fines and the state board you know there was a moment where it was like really not cool to have those um razors for the bottom oh, yeah. of the feet and now they kind of look around pull it out and still do it and the one that i go to uses like a parmesan cheese grater on your right. foot and then uses it on the next person, the next person. And I'm like, that is like a metal thing, cutting your foot, like opening up little areas yeah, of the foot cuts. where germs can be and cut. And I'm just like, the whole thing is just too scary anymore. Right. Like the whole, I think COVID has made us all so much more aware of how disgusting certain things are. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I, and I, I agree with you. I have over the years, of course, um, I have heard of nail salons, you know, um, maybe some people not being licensed or some people working on their licensure and then, uh, definitely some practices that do not align with the sanitation guidelines that, uh, the standards that they should meet. Right. So I do, I do agree with her concern. I guess I don't agree with how she handled it. Right. Right. And her, her, the strong opinion and the strong nature of, of her, you know, how she wrote it seems like she should probably paint her nails at home as well. Right. right? 
like she should probably just just don't even give yourself the the worry or the headache or you know feel like you need to demand to see the license of everybody you're going to um because I mean, you could do that all day long. There's all kinds of things that I could demand to see my CPA's license. Where is your license? Right. You know, well, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said she, she almost was picking a fight because what just popped into my head when you were saying that is that's where my life coach hat comes on. And I say, okay, the beginning of the story, you said, this is a new place she's working in and there's nothing worse than being the new girl. So she was excited to be invited as the new girl. And it, it, something tells me that when they got to that salon, those two girls being friends with the girl doing it, she felt left out. And when there's a conflict with three people, there's a villain, a hero, and a victim. She became the villain mm-hmm. because they were all chummy chummy. And she was like, I feel left out. I feel dumb. So I'm going to show them how smart I am and make this girl feel uncomfortable because I'm not going to feel uncomfortable. So it's interesting the way that people react to different situations. I mean, not that where's your license is really going to make anybody, um, I mean, I'm surprised at the ruckus that it caused, but I kind of, I'm thinking came from a different place of, I don't fit in. I don't feel like one of the girls, let me find a way to stand out. But I, I don't think it was the best choice of ways of her treating somebody else with her pedicure would help her stand out better than, you know, questioning yeah. the girl at her license. But yeah, I agree. I, I like your perspective on that. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I always say it's almost like having a, once you understand those principles of human behavior that I wish I knew back when I was 20 years old, my God, it would have been so helpful. Um, But once you understand that, you react so differently in different situations because you know that the the conflict really usually has nothing to do with you. It's the person coming at you that's having a conflict with themselves. And then you can kind of diffuse it a little quicker. Mm -hmm. So my next one is a color one because, of course, I'm the color girl. I always have to bring it back to hair color. So... Um, the situation, you know, because this is a podcast, I need you to close your eyes and picture what the before looked like on the um, client. So picture COVID grow out of roots of, you know, like a four month regrowth on a heavy highlight. So looks like a dark ring around the rosy kind of thing going on dark, probably level four at the regrowth leading into really pale barely yellow, borderline white hair. So she said, hi everyone. I had a mishap today on a young girl. I'm thinking her hair was just very porous, but I'm not sure. She was pretty much all solid blonde on her ends and she wanted something darker. So I low lighted her with Redken gels, 6NN and 10 volume. Then I put Shades EQ 9M, the matte series and 7M, on the remaining hair left out of the foil. So she basically created a level eight M. She put that on the blonde? On all the hair left in between the foils, whatever wasn't in foils. Okay. I let that process for only 20 minutes. So I wash her out and dry her, and I noticed her hair looked super dark where the toner was and almost green on the ends. And where I applied the toner almost looks polka dotted. I know I saturated it, I'm so confused. She does swim a lot, but that's all I can think of that would be concerning. <laughs> she's, 
I just lost my earbud. Hold on. She's coming in tomorrow for me to fix it. I was thinking Malibu CPR, but I'm super nervous. I've never had anything like this happen. Any advice would be much appreciated. And then she says the first photo is her before, the second one her goal, the third is after. This picture does it, doesn't do it justice. It looks much darker and greener in person. I'm sure. So my um, first thought yeah. is why low lights with Redken color gels? Not only is it permanent color, which I disagree with. I always use Demi with low lights, but she used a six double end. The double end series is created for re very resistant gray. And even then I'm not a fan. Right. Um, it's, you know, two times the amount of dye load. So it's very inky, very opaque, very heavy. I would never use that for a low light. So that's part one. Then in between the foils on almost white hair, the matte series in Redken Shades EQ is a blue green shade. So mm -hmm. she is lucky that it's not G.I. Jane khaki green. Like it really wasn't as bad as it should have been. And the only reason I think it wasn't is because there was probably a little bit more yellow in there than you could see in the picture that protected her from it being like moss pond scum green. Right. Because blue green on blonde hair, what did you expect? You know, and the level of lightness was like nine bordering 10 and she put an eight on there with super porous bleached out hair, yeah, you're gonna have green hair. I'm always amazed when people are like, I don't know what happened, she has to be a swimmer. No, <laughs> you just put an entire pool's worth of green into her hair, she didn't have to take a dip. You yeah. dipped her, you did right. it for her. Um, I I do think it's interesting that she troubleshooted by blaming the client that she could be always. And I was waiting for the medication, right? She's on, she's on right. thyroid medication. That's usually what they start mm -hmm. with is medication. Yeah. And unfortunately I see that a lot. I see a lot of people not taking the blame for things that, that are, that go wrong and things that happen. Right. So like I just had, I just did a class today and, and pretty much the whole theme was um, take accountability for your career. And man, does that follow, follow this situation. She really needs to take accountability. And um, the girl is not a swimmer. And even if she is a swimmer, it, has nothing to do with this scenario. Doesn't matter. I don't care if she swims every single day, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, this, that literally has nothing to do with this scenario because when she came in and if she was a swimmer or, she, or, or somehow um, that influence had to do on her hair, you would have seen it. You would have seen that before you started. Right. Um, now I'm going to say this the nicest way possible, the nicest way possible, but I feel like this needs to be said. Um, a situation like that should, should be addressed in hair school. That situation should be addressed in hair school. And if you're still having challenges like that, that's okay. You know, um, but you need to take a step back and realize that you, you're going to need to aspire for higher education at that point. You know, um, what troubles me is that she came back in for a redo and I want to know what she did with the redo. And did she consult anybody? Because if I was her, I would be reaching out to Elaine Travis and trying <laughs> to figure out. And I, 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 I'm, I'm kidding and I'm, and I'm being serious because this is the industry that we all love and we all care so deeply about. 
Um, so I would strongly encourage her to get some outside resources to help her moving forward because this is not going to be her last post. No, and that's, that's the thing that upsets me. I got into a little tussle. I've actually been quite behaved on keeping my two cents out of the forums because it's, it's never um, received as where it's, the thought is coming from. Like I truly am trying to help people when I answer. I'm not trying to be smarter or know more than anybody else. I'm just like, oh, you know, next time you may want to, and I say it because of the coaching, I say it in the softest, nicest way possible. But um, I was talking about using a demi in the situation. And I said, you know, I really would try to use a demi. And this girl, I put it in my insiders group. And it's so cute because my members are so amazing. They they defend me to death. You know, it's like they they have my back all the time. They're like, does she know who she's answering in that post? And I was just like, oh, I just let it go. So um, one of the one of my members said, answering the problem, for future reference, permanent should have never been used to do a tint back. Demi is the best choice and definitely nothing ash. Elaine Travis helped this poor girl. I don't know how to help her. So she tagged me in the post. So I jumped in and I said, the only time using permanent is best is when you're going lighter. When depositing only, both demi and permanent last exactly the same. Because this girl jumped in and said, um, definitely not. Demi's fade. And then she went on and on about how wrong it would be to use a demi. And then somebody else said, all color fades. Permanent color will still fade. It's artificial. The deposit isn't inherently permanent. Then I said, the only time permanent is best is when you're lifting. And then she came at me and said, I'm not sure who taught you to use Demi instead of permanent. Demi only lasts a few washes. My permanent colors don't fade at all. 10 volume doesn't lift. It deposits when going darker. So you won't get a lift when using 10 in permanent. And that's when I pieced out. I was like, I'm not going to argue with you because you're the smartest girl in all the world when it comes to hair color, Emma. So, you know, I have stopped trying to help. I've stopped answering, which is a shame because I could spend 24 seven on forums helping people and never expect anything in return. I truly want to elevate how we do hair color and help people, but I, I get amazed at how defensive people get. So instead of saying, I don't know, can you help me? It's who are you to try to tell me? I know, but I'm the one on here asking what went wrong. That's where I get like, wait, I'm sorry. The one, the one time, a whole other situation, the girl asked for advice. And when I gave it to her, she got her panties in a bunch. And I said, I said, I'm sorry. I must've read it wrong. I thought that you said, can you help me? This didn't turn out because she was defending what she did. She was like, it right. turned out great. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I must've read it wrong because right. it sounded like you said, can you help me fix this? No, right. I don't need help. I was like, okay. So yeah. it's a shame, but it, it is what it is. And it's well, just something that's. Well, there's a name for that. It's called an asshole. <laughs> you know, that's and my I, favorite. <laughs> and I've been accused of being an asshole. So I'm going to put, I'm going to put myself in this category. Okay. Um, cause there've been many times and many people you could ask and they would say, Oh no, London's the biggest asshole. So when I say that I'm, I'm uh, putting myself in the same category, but I think that's exactly what you're saying is that people will put stuff out and really what they want is 
then when you go like, oh no, girl, that's fine. Like that happens to everybody, you know, things like that, pat on the back, pat on the back. And then you have all these educators on there and we're like swarming to the post, like, no girl, I want to help you. I mean, that's the, that's the point of an educator. An educator wants to throw the life raft in the pool when you're sinking. That's what an educator wants to do. Um, but if it's not, but if it's not well received, I'm like you, I'm out. I mean, I have other stuff to do. I have, I have many, many other things that I need to be doing and I should be doing. Um, and so at the first, the first turn where it starts getting ugly, I'm out, I'm out, unfortunately, you know, um, but I'll, but here, but here's the, here's the craziest thing because we're educators. If that girl were to come back or write you a private message, you'd be right back in to help her. Oh, absolutely. 100%. You know, I mean, we'd be right back in to help her. Like, okay, girl, you know, let's, let's do this. Let's work through this together. I mean, that is, I mean, you and I, we really are so passionate about truly helping people. I mean, sometimes I see some of this stuff on Instagram and I'll see educators that are not really educating. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, like, let me have your platform and let Mm -hmm. me, let me, let me take this over for you. All right. You just sit in the back. You can look pretty. I mean, I might not be everybody's ideal, beautiful educator, but I'm going to stand up front. I'm going to make sure we provide value and you can hang back and look pretty. All right. I don't you know, know, girl, you got, you got a hat. You're right there with them. As long as you have a hat, it seems to be an instant, an instant 50K in followers as long as you're rocking a hat. <laughs> That's where I went wrong. <laughs> well, girl. Never got the, the hat. <laughs> you, you, there's always time. There's always time. I just ordered another hat. I am, I'm hat obsessed, though. I, I'm you're hat so obsessed now. Love hats. What's that? Yeah, it is, it is really frustrating because the other thing is, where are you taking the information from? Do you know that that person has had success as an educator or are they just deciding, you know, somebody had an interesting post yesterday. They said, how do you qualify to call yourself an expert? You know, a balayage expert, an extension expert. You see that floating all over the place on people and myself, this is called ask the color expert podcast. And for me, the reason I feel like I can say that I'm an expert is because number one, not the time means anything sometimes, but I have been doing the same thing for 34 years. Um, what I've been doing that may be different from other people in the 34 years is for 17 of those years, I've completely done only color. Mm-hmm. So all day long, color, 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 no cutting, no relaxers, no haircuts, no nothing but color. And right have constantly educated myself and have gotten the results where I rarely have a redo. I rarely have a disappointed client. So that's to me at the point where you can say, if anything can sit in your chair and you don't get one bead of sweat and you know exactly what to do, that's when I think it's okay to call yourself an expert. But I think some people are waiting for a certification or a company to you know, grant them the ability to be an expert. And that's where I think it's a shame that we're always looking for validation outside of ourselves and, and to just own who we are and what we're good at. Like, I'll be the first to tell you, I tell you all the time, you put a blow dry in my hair, in my chair, and they want to run for the, I want to run and they want to run. It's just not going to be good. So you know, your strengths, know your weaknesses and own it. And if it's something that you care enough to get better at and want to be an expert in, then get the training and do what you have to do to get there. But don't 
just put it on your business card and say a prayer. There's a lot of that right. going on too. Yeah. Agreed. So it's kind of like that license in the nail salon. The people are just trusting that if you say you're an expert that you damn well better be. Yeah. I mean, I, I love when people hold me to a high standard, you know, I mean, I had one lady, she was kind of busting at me a little bit, a couple, this was a couple months ago. I would get on, do a class and then, uh, she would kind of bust, bust me up in the comments and kind of, you know, bust me up personally as well. And it took her a while. And I eventually proved to her that the things I, I was saying, uh, were correct. And she tried them in her salon and they worked and, um, now she leaves me alone, you know, but, um, I, I do appreciate being held to a high standard because I hold myself to a very high standard. You know, I do, I do not believe that I, I, uh, I don't want to get on and give misinformation. I don't want to not provide value. So I hold myself to a really high standard and I know you do as well. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Like when somebody starts busting at you, you're like, Ooh, this is all right, let's do it. Like, come on, what do you got for me? You know, like try it out, you know, try it out. Um, so I don't know. I just, that's, that's just another. No, I saw that in the group. And then I was saying to you, like, you proved your worth to her. And then she came at me about something. I was like, oh, hell no. My turn now. It's my turn. But then I, I forget what I said. And, and now we're friends too. But you always have that one um, heckler. I mean, comedians have them. Everybody has that one person that's just like, I'm going to prove you wrong. But to your point, yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody pushes us more than we push ourselves. You and I like to be self-employed and to do what we do. We could wake up every day and just do nothing. Like nobody's telling us what to do or when to do it. So you really have to be very disciplined. And I think my children and husband will tell you that I need to be told, step away from the keyboard, right. go do something normal and watch television or do something other than teach hair color. Like it's too all encompassing, but I just feel really blessed to love something as much as I love hair color and educating. Cause it, you know, you hear that old adage, like, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. That's how I, I feel like it's my hobby, my entertainment, my joy, my connection to other people. It's, it's provided everything positive in my life is surrounded by that one theme. So I think it's awesome to be able, not many people can say that they love what they do that much. So yeah, I'll take, I'll take it over showing up and Fred Flintstone clocking in and looking at the clock. I remember when I worked in offices, I'd be like, just staring at that big office clock, just ticking slowly to five o'clock. I just couldn't wait for it to be five oh, o'clock. I worked in an office for six months and I, I was in a cubicle. And if I had to eat one more damn cake for somebody, oh, somebody's birthday, birthday <laughs> somebody, I was like, there's another cake. In the break room? <laughs> so true. Like, what the hell? I'm not eating any more cake. None. So, so that's true. what I knew. Like my life had to change. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And my brother would always say that. He's like, oh my God, every time I'm doing good on my diet, it's somebody's anniversary, somebody's right. birthday, somebody got a raise. Somebody, there's always an excuse for cake in the breaker. <laughs> always. Always. Yeah. That is not the life that I could ever, I, cubicles, just, I break out in hives just looking at them. It's just like yeah. a little mini prison to me. I agree 100%. Definitely would not be a good fit. Well, of course, this is always my favorite episode. We will be doing one again very soon. We try to do one of these WTFs at least once a month just for our 
our humor and our sanity to be able to make fun of, you know, stuff that we do and stuff that other people do that things that make you go, hmm, and there's never not enough content that's always floating around in those forums for us to bring to all of you. So London, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for your time and thank you all for listening and we will see you on the next one. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.